Welcome to the Nightly Rant with your hosts, Mike and Toria. This is the show where we examine society from a sarcastic point of view. If you like insane conversations, this is definitely the show for you. Let's get into today's topic. YPN people, I don't know about you, but I love helping out a friend. That's why I want to shout out my friend Brian Little and his podcast, Your Favorite Blockhead. This is the only show that manages to weave together peanuts and MMA into one heck of an amazing podcast. You can find your favorite blockhead wherever your favorite podcasts reside and at yourfavoriteblockhead.com. Do me a huge favor and listen to Brian's show. You'll be entertained and you'll help out a friend. Now, as I said, let's get into today's topic. Afternoon sex. What about it? It's what the post is called. What Afternoon post? sex. Your mom posted this. Oh, that's gross. She said <laughs> her post is, a, is an image. And it says the only way to pull off a Sunday afternoon quickie with their eight-year-old son in the apartment was to send him out on the balcony with a popsicle. Oh, my God. And tell him to report on all the neighborhood activities. There's a car being towed from the parking lot, he shouted. He began his commentary as his parents put their plan into operation. An ambulance just drove by. Oh, look. Looks like the Andersons have company, he called out. Matt's riding a new bike. Looks like the Sanders are moving. Jason is on his skateboard. After a few moments, he announced, The Coopers are having sex. Startled, his mother and dad shot up in bed. Dad cautiously called out, how do you know they're having sex? Well, Jimmy Cooper is standing on the balcony with a popsicle. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's cute. Do you? Yeah, I like that. I I wouldn't have known since you made me go look at it. And and now it's here that you think that it's funny. Yep, it is funny. But you had something you wanted to talk about, you said. Well, I have a a scenario and then I have a question. Okay, good. Okay, the scenario. Two people are out to dinner, and they're having a conversation about their day. And they're not being loud or obnoxious, but they're also not using PG-rated language. The odd F-bomb makes its way into their conversation. Okay, this is the scenario. Now, two tables over, there's a woman with, like, her seven-year-old. Is it the people who are having dinner's responsibility or the mom's responsibility to protect the ears of the seven-year-old that apparently shouldn't be hearing the curse words? I think that I could make an argument on either side of that case. I could make the argument that it was the customer's responsibility to know that there were young kids around and not use foul language. It's just common decency. I respect your right to cuss as much as you want in the privacy of your own home, but you're not in the privacy of your own home. So now you have to worry about how you're violating other people's rights by cussing. You can make that argument. Then I could also make the argument that, well, of course it's the parent's responsibility. It's their kids. And you know what? In a sense, that's the strongest argument, in my opinion, because you can say these parents, they mold their kids the way they want them. And Uh so their parents have every right to judge a major decision that's made by that kid, kind of shape him in a direction they want him to go. They have every right to do that. That's their kid. I think that, you know, the argument can be made on both sides of that, that The people who try to give the kids support are a little sketchy, and the ones who fight against it are sketchy. Which side do you live on? 
Now, keep in mind, I said these people weren't being loud with their conversations. They were just having a conversation using the language they regularly use. And said woman just happened to be close enough to vaguely overhear You know what? You just tricked me to do something without even realizing you tricked me to do it. I didn't trick you into anything. I prejudged prejudged their volume as loud because they were speaking about something controversial out in public. They were not loud. So that's interesting. They were talking at a normal volume. But that's interesting. So my scenario... In that, scenario, in, that, in that scenario, mm-hmm. not the person who's speaking their normal way, the other person that's listening. So I guess the other customer, right, with the kids, mm-hmm. it's their responsibility to deal with it. So you're saying that in your mind, there's a sliding scale because depending on the volume and belligerentness of the conversation depends on how much they need to change what they're doing versus other people needing to accommodate for what they're doing. Sure, because most times, as you think about it, let's think about it physically, because that's what comes to mind when you Mm -hmm. say this. Most families have a situation where one of the parents is at the front of the line, one of the parents is at the back of the line, then the oldest kid is at front of the line, second oldest kid is at the back of the line, and then the rest of the kids are in the middle. It's just how you do it, okay? That's like the physical setup. Trust me, it just matters. Alrighty then. Whatever you say, dude. But what's your take? My take is... Because you brought it up. My take is the person who spent at least 10 minutes glaring at me while we were having dinner tonight needs to go to hell. Because I was not being loud. I dropped precisely two F-bombs in a 10-minute period of time. And she should have not been glaring at me. Where did we eat? Portos. No, Portillo's. (laughs) I always get them Uh. mixed up. And it was the woman sitting, like, you were here, I was here, and she was, like, directly in front of me. And she kept, like, turning around and glaring. And I wasn't being particularly loud. I was talking at normal person volume. I don't remember if you were loud or not, which means you weren't loud. Right, because you usually remember when I'm being obnoxious. And I, I'm not saying I'm not capable of being obnoxious. No. It happens. No, no. That's like I was interesting. a little bit obnoxious to the movers that called me at 5.30 this morning. Yeah, you were. That's interesting, though, that she would take offense to that, clearly. That's what she was doing, was taking offense to it, because she was glaring back at you. Yeah. and I just, interesting. I just wanted to know what you thought. I think that had you been uncomfortably loud, there's been a couple of times when we've left in the morning and you're, you're excited and you've been using your inside voice and then you go outside and all of a sudden you're like super loud. I think my and, inside voice echoes out there and too, yes, and which then makes I'll it say, worse. And then I'll say, you know, bring it down a bit, bring it down a bit. And then you're like, oh, and then you kind of tone it down, you know. But there's been a couple of times that this, that's happened. So here's the thing. I would think that if that was the case, I would remember that. And what I remember is, you know, just normal volume. You just spoke at normal volume. I don't see anything wrong with that. Like you just said, you generally tell me if I'm being too loud, just like I'll tell you if you're being too loud. Speaking of the movers that called me at 530 this morning, I sassed them. I know you did. I was there. I picked up the phone and I was like, who is this? And they they said, we're the movers from back east and we're three hours ahead of you. So we don't realize that it's not 830 where you are. Right. I even think 8.30 is an inappropriate time to start phoning people, but whatever. It's 5.30 in the morning here. What is wrong with you? And then I hung up on them because I don't really give a shit what they have to say. They called me six more times today. After you're that sassy and rude to somebody, why do you call them? Why? Why would you call <laughs> them back? They're desperate for the business, maybe. I don't know. Why? That. Stop. Six more times. So now I'm positive that they're obnoxious. And if they call me anymore tomorrow, I'm going to leave them a sassy Yelp review. Yeah, I don't blame you. So, you know, I've been thinking about Kelly, who was recently on one of our shows. Well, it was on this show, actually. One okay. of our episodes is what I meant to say. 
She was the lady who knows like everything about law of attraction and like got us thinking about everything we've been thinking is like messed up and wrong. <laughs> I liked Kelly. She was nice. Yeah. Kind of fucked my brain. <laughs> it was very, was very interesting. That conversation is very interesting. I think, <laughs> I think it's funny though, because it does sort of matter which side of the issue you fall on. I feel like people are going to be passionate about both. Both sides of the, of that discussion about, is it the person who's speaking at normal volume, et cetera? They're, Kelly, Law of Attraction, fucking our brains. Yeah, it was... Super cool, interesting, fun, awesomeness. Yeah, she was fun. I like that she talked. I like that a lot because it was really fun to like listen to what she had to say, like try to concentrate on what she was saying so you could learn something from it. What I thought was interesting is, okay, she told us before the podcast that she was going to have a lot to say and that we were going to have trouble stopping her from talking. Like that was the disclaimer we got from her. Uh-huh. You know how sometimes you get that disclaimer from people And they say it because they're the kind of person that says the same five words 37,000 times in a row. Right. She wasn't. She wasn't that person. She just has obnoxiously high amount of knowledge about her topic. Uh Uh-huh. And I think that's awesome. Yeah. She was incredible. She was a great guest. And go back and look at that. I think it was 255, TNR 255. Just yogispodcastnetwork.com forward slash. TNR255 was the episode. Check it out because it was a really good episode and you'll learn a whole lot about mindset and where your brain is at or maybe where it should be at but isn't. She definitely made me think like a lot. Well, you said a couple times that she made you completely rethink your position on certain things. (laughs) I know. She made me like, oh, she's talking and I'm listening. And you know how when somebody's saying something, talking about stuff like that, and you kind of like start to drift into what they're saying. Mm -hmm. Now my left brain is pissed off at my right brain and vice versa. Like, what's going on here? (laughs) It was ridiculous. So true, though. So true. That's exactly how it goes down. Right. It's exactly how it goes down. It's weird because everybody you talk to have the exact same kind of experience in that kind of situation. I don't know, like a constant in the universe or something. It's really weird. It's Kind of like the wiener over here likes to just lick his paw like 400,000 times a night. So while we were podcasting with her, I Google searched her website. Yeah. Okay. I had already seen. Whatever. That's, that's, soup's not my point. She's all about, all about her law of attraction stuff. Very cool. Very interesting. I cruised through. I was there for maybe two minutes. Ever. Today I'm on Facebook <laughs> and I see at least 12 people, like 12 ads People doing the same thing. Buy my book for nine ninety five. Learn everything there is to know about the law of attraction. No, it, but I'm it's, good. But it's a niche. Like it's seriously a niche. But that nine ninety five would have given us less information than she gave us in the episode that she's in. Well, so yeah, listen and to that's, the episode. And that's she's why awesome. there's so much value. Like if you're into the law of attraction, hundred percent, you need to listen to that episode. Go for it. Check it out. And just for kicks, because we've now talked about her so much in this episode, he's going to put her website in the show notes so that you too can experience the plethora of Facebook ads about yeah. law of attraction. Enjoy. Yeah, it'll be in both the episode that she was on, because I know she mentioned it, and it will be in the show notes for this one, because you mentioned it. But that it's nice to meet somebody who's that passionate about what they do and who understands what they do inside and out. It was really nice to you know meet somebody like that. And here's the thing. You could maybe 100% agree with her all the way down to 0% agree with her, but you definitely have to respect her. She deserves your respect. It's like joy. 
She's not everybody's type of person. Some people would think she's spacey. I think she's awesome. I think she's super nice. And she, once you get her like talking about what she knows an awful lot about, she has the same kind of plethora of knowledge. It's definitely. It's really cool. But it's definitely makes me think because it's definitely like a confidence issue when you have somebody who like beats on you and beats on you and beats on you about a certain issue that they have no clue about. You end up hating that role after that. I totally get it. If you have a boss that was just constantly, you know, taking a dump on your head every day, well, you're not going to want to do that job for very long because every time you do the job, you're going to be like a, it's going to be like a poor dog that you see that's been physically abused. And every time you go to pet the dog, they cringe. Well, as humans, you cringe when you face I have two words for situation. you. Two words for you. Please advise. Yeah. I thought of her. Please advise. I thought of her. But the thing is, it's like, it's real. It's there, you know, and you have to kind of figure out how you deal with that. Do you want to know something hilarious? Okay, I think I have to tell people a little bit of backstory first. When I was still in Canada, I had this job and my supervisor was obnoxious. Is probably the nicest way I have to describe her. And so she would end, she would end every single email with please advise, please advise. Sometimes she would say, Victoria, please advise. And then paragraphs of things, please advise. Oh my God, woman, pick a different closing. Your closing is rude. So now because I have this connotation because of her about the closing, please advise. Every time I'm really annoyed with someone and I'm emailing them, please advise. (laughs) Every time. Wow. You're sassier than I thought you were. Did you not know that I did that? That's funny. To me, it's the snap your fingers, give me a response right now because I'm super annoyed with you closing. That's how you take it. It's interesting that that's how you take it. It's not like I'm saying sincerely or best. But okay. I'm going to throw something out there that just hits me. Please advise. We've had similar issues the other way with males from, I don't know, males from India. I seem to get along with them just fine. Males from Pakistan. They're a little bit sexist. Several of them have disagreed right away because I'm, you know, I'm blunt. Yeah. Here's the thing. I believe in transparency in the business relationship. Mm -hmm. And I think that when you tell somebody you're going to do a job and I say, okay, I accept. Well, now you're on the job. There is no time there where you're not on the job unless the contract specifically says it doesn't start for 10 days, five days, three days, whatever. If you signed it as of this date, right? Contracts in effect immediately, Mm -hmm. but people fall back in the whole, well, I wasn't under contract yet. (laughs) Well, no, sorry, you were. The second you signed the damn thing, you were under contract. You gave your word you were going to do what it said in the contract. The country that I notice it the most, like their communication style is so different from ours, is Bangladesh. Yeah, they're worse than Pakistan. So polar opposite communication style that we have, it's very difficult to work with them. And I'm sure it's very difficult for them to work with us. Well, right, that's what I was going to put. Thank you. That was the point I was going to make was that, yeah, while we had a problem with them... The reason we had a problem with them was because they had a problem with us and they were being rude about it. Right. And we perceived it as rude. And well, right. And they perceived what we did as rude. Right. And it's It's interesting because it's interesting because my thing is I was getting at this that I feel like being transparent. And so if we agree that here's the work you're going to do, Mm -hmm. how much you're going to charge for it? And you tell me I'm going to charge thousand dollars. Then I go back to you and I say, so you're going to do for a thousand dollars 
this, 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 and this. Yes. Okay, good. Sign off right here for that. Right. Then after that, I feel like I have every right to say, all right, we're supposed to be done by a certain date. So you're going to need to work some extra hours because you're behind and you agreed to the timeline and the scope and the price. There isn't going to be any of this. Oh, you're going to make me work extra. So I'm going to pay, get paid more. There's none of this. You're going to have, I need to take longer time. You didn't give me enough time. You're the one who set the time. Right. You see, you take away the excuses and suddenly people have to like toe the mark and they have to perform. Because you're taking away their excuses. I have to say, though, freelancer we hired from Belize, she's the worst. Just kidding. Just kidding, because I know that she listens she's to us sometimes. She's not the worst. <laughs> Why would you say that about her? <laughs> I'm very offended on her behalf. Very offended. She'll be very offended later. <laughs> I'm very offended on her behalf. And I demand that you apologize for making that statement. I already said I was just kidding. Well, then you still need to apologize. You said it. No. You can't just take back what you can't unring a bell once it's been rung. I already did. But you can't unring a bell. You didn't apologize for that. I was going to say, too, I also find that I get along. Don't glare at me. I also find that I get along very well with people from Serbia or Russia. So you get along with rude people. Because... No, it's not that they're rude. That's an awful thing to say. They're blunt people. So when you're blunt with them, they're blunt with you and you just kind of know what to expect. I suppose. But I'm really making a joke because what do people, how many times have we had this discussion on the show? What do people say about me? Oh, you're so rude. 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 So think about that. Like these people here, they're not rude. That's their culture. That's how they are. Anyways, Hannah. You know you're not the worst. No, she's definitely the best. Thumbs up. Mad props. Kudos. The best. You watch. This is the one episode she won't listen to. (laughs) Probably. That's okay. But that's okay because at some point you will not be able to stand the suspense and you will ask her, did she listen to it? And if she's smart, she'll tell you no. (laughs) Shh. Don't let her hear that. Anyway, now that we've babbled on like a pair of lunatics all night, I think it's time for bed. Good night, everyone. Hasta le bye-bye. Wiener. Thank you for listening to The Nightly Rant. If you enjoyed the show, please give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or Google Play. If you didn't enjoy the show, please just ignore that previous request for a rating. This has been a Yogi's Podcast Network production.